Welcome to another episode of the Loving Life After Loss podcast. I am your host, Marie Alessi. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, lovely people. We have our very first, no, second, Ask the Expert. I just wanted to say it's a first one in 2023. I was just talking to Adrian. I've been walking uh, around like a chook with his head cut off this morning, like since 6.30. This is school start for you as a sore parent. I'm fully embracing it. And I made it here a minute late, but I didn't make it here. Adrian, thank you so much for your patience. Thank you for being here. And let's just get started with another very quick introduction for those who are new in our group. Can you just quickly introduce yourself, please? Sure. Look, uh, it's so wonderful to be here again. I think this is a, such you. an amazing space to be on and, and what a great support system for people who are challenged in that space of, you know, losing somebody mm-hmm. in their life. It's um, yeah. a very difficult time. So a little bit of my, my background. Um, for the last 20 years, I've been working in the counselling and psychotherapy space. And of course, in that space, I come a lot of, come across a lot of people who are dealing with grief from, from loss of partners. Um, I also mm-hmm. did work with a, a man called Dr. Ian Gawler in Victoria for three and a half years at the Cancer Retreat Centre. So, of course, mm-hmm. once again, I was um, you know, privy to seeing lots of people going through the death process, going through the grieving process, supporting yeah. people. Um, you know, we, we had a um, groups there every about 10 a year groups of about 30 or 40 people, you know, with, with cancer, and many of them passed, um, you know, weeks or months mm-hmm. or years later. Um, and we used to do a lot of celebration around that, a lot of um, creativity around that to support uh, people. Oh, I love it. I love it. Just yeah. incredible. So so when when I, you know, you and I have been in touch, I think, for a few years now on Facebook, but then yeah. something happened last year where we connected, and I mm-hmm. just got really drawn into what you were doing. And then, of course, the invitation yeah. came to me beyond here, and I yeah. just couldn't say no because it's it's so dear to my heart um mm, you know, the thank process. You. um yeah. a friend actually wrote a book around um a, a grieving and a passing as well a few mm-hmm. years back um she mm-hmm. lost family members uh, her mother mm-hmm. actually suicide her mother actually suicided um mm-hmm. a few years ago and um and her daughters are my goddaughters so you can imagine yeah. very much in my in my aura in my space um, yeah. yeah, that so story very, sounds familiar, yeah. and I'm not sure if it's the same person or not, but I think it might be a person that I've already interviewed. But if not, um, we'll definitely talk afterwards as well yeah. to maybe get in touch with her as well and hear her story and um, maybe use our platform as well to share her book as well. So um, I actually do want to quickly get into what you just said. You know, we reconnected last year. It was actually when Alan Stevens, uh, we reconnected on the Campfire Project when we were both on the speaker panel. Yes. and one thing that you shared was about um, how people get prescribed antidepressants way too quickly in grief and how the majority of them actually don't help and why. And that's when I said, Adrian, would you do me the honor? Can we have this conversation in my group, in our movement? Because um, I believe this is a very, very important topic to speak about. And for those of you who are like, oh, interesting, uh, please, if you are in loving life after loss go to the guide section uh, there is a section just for ask the experts we've called this series ask the expert and this is where you'll find i believe that was actually the very first interview we did together antidepressants and grief so you can watch the replay there or if you're watching this on youtube um, you will also find the ask the expert channel on my youtube channel subscribe while you're there please thank you and uh, yeah so today i just want to dive right into it um today we actually decided that we would like to discuss something 
that is also very, very close to my heart. And that comes up as a topic very often in my group. And that is, uh, we call it the topic of today, celebration blues, because there is often anniversaries and we just, you know, obviously we just had Christmas and it feels like ages ago again now, but you know, it wasn't too long ago that we had Christmas. And that is always a very big um, event where it is supposed to be about love and family and where if you have lost a loved one, that loved one is missing more than ever. It becomes so much more apparent on these milestones and anniversary dates. And we wanted to have a bit of a chat about today. How do you deal with this celebration blues, with the day after, with uh, the actual day? Let, let's just go in, in the right order with the actual day and with the day after. I'm always very, very big on a day after, but we'll get to that Um I'm going to hand the talking stick to you, Adrian, and please yeah. um, go for it. I know you're yes. to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, yeah, so I've had a bit of a, a think about this the last um, few days about mm. you know, what to really bring. And and the first thing I'd suggest people do is, um, you know, on, on the calendar, you know, whether it's a manual calendar or whether it's online calendar, mm. is to get used to putting those dates in the calendar mm-hmm. and, and put them in as, you know, celebration days or morning days mm-hmm. or however you want to describe it. So yeah. that so that one becomes prepared because um, when we get into busy life, it's easy. I know I know the dates are never going to really be forgotten. Um, mm-hmm. but what they can do, they can creep up on us. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly you're one day out or on the day and you wake up and go, oh, no, you know, today's the day. That, yeah. uh, so, so my key thing is always to prepare. Mm-hmm. So prepare, prepare, like a week out, a month out, whatever your time frame is in terms of preparation and a simple way for me when I'm going through a preparation process of in the sense of doing something is do the old who, what, where, when, why, and how. You know, mm. who needs to be involved, where it's going to be, how it's going to evolve, why, and have all those questions mm-hmm. so that you're in really good preparation. Because when you're prepared for something, you know, the boundaries can be there, particularly around other people. If people are starting to get pushy or want their way to celebrate in different ways. So for me, that preparation time is so, 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 so precious. Mm. So that'd be the first thing I'll suggest, Marie, is to you know, prepare, yeah. prepare, know the day, know the time. I really like that. Yeah, I really like that because I, it also really prepares you for this, um, you know, the whole emotional preparation, I think is really, really important in that whole thing, the, the mindset that you're there, that you're ready for it. Um, I like what you said. I've, I've never really thought about that, putting it in the calendar because for me, I'm, I'm, my brain works like a calendar. I'm a very much numbers person anyway. So, but I, I do really love the idea of putting it in the calendar and preparing for it. Um, for for me, I believe there's also uh, flexibility is key because often we prepare for something and we're so set on this is what I want it to look like. This is what it's supposed to be like. And then something goes wrong or something comes up or something doesn't go the way we want it to be and it can happen quite easily that we get thrown off by that more than if it was a person that was still living yeah. uh with us you know uh yeah because we get so much more set on the idea this is how i want to honor him or her so yeah. can you talk a little bit about that the flexibility yeah, part of it and yeah yeah and i think there's two points to this marie is one is what we would like but also from a, a deeper, if you like, a deeper spiritual perspective, mm. what would the loved one want? The one that did yeah. that? And I think Absolutely. that really needs to be brought into um, the conversation too. Um, you know, mm. if you've got a, you know, a past husband, wife, uncle, auntie, yeah. they have loved. I mean, 
if, if they like classical music and you're going off to celebrate in a rock band, it might not quite fit the spiritual yeah. energy. So I think it's really important to bring all those factors in. Um, and mm. the, the key thing about the preparation, particularly around other people, it might be that on that day, you need to prepare to take children out of school, take a day off mm -hmm. work, um, you know, change your transport. You know, there are so many factors around yeah. that day, you know, whether it's a birthday, Christmas, Easter, um, you know, anniversaries, mm -hmm. wedding anniversaries. I mean, they, they, they mm -hmm. can be tough as well. I know for divorced people, I've worked with a lot of big couples, even if yeah. they're married, when that um, wedding day comes up from their first partner or something, yeah. there's still a little bit of a trigger in there. You know? Yeah. Is that part definitely. of Definitely. Uh, right definitely. Yeah. So, so each date is so specific. And I, I just want to share a little story that um that came to mind um for me yesterday to share today is um I lived in Cape Town for a little while. My wife's in Cape Town. Mm -hmm. And while I was there doing my um psychotherapy work, I volunteered and I worked in a drug rehabilitation space um for Muslims. Mm -hmm. It was a Muslim rehabilitation center. And yeah. it was just incredible. So obviously it was it was all men because it wasn't mixed. Um and there was this one particular client that I was working with that every year he'd have a relapse. He'd be really good. Yeah. He'd be going along. He'd, yeah. you know, uh, and then about sort of a few days before this particular, I think it was May or, mm. or, May or June or something, he'd have a relapse. He'd get back into his, into his crack and he'd be back in the mm. rehab. So I started working with him and we did a bit of biography work about what had happened to him over several years. And mm. what we pinpointed was, Around, um, I think it was May or June on a particular day, was a celebration or memory of a very close friend of his that died. Mm. And about a week out, just subconsciously, the yeah. memory would come up and then he mm. would just go back into his drug addiction again. And, and he'd been doing yeah. this years and years until we actually captured and understood why wow. he was collapsing. And then we did some mm. psychotherapy work about, you know, clearing the energy and honoring his, his past friend. And, and then... Yeah. And then his addiction slowly, we, we worked on it over a couple of years. But uh, so yeah. I'm not saying everybody on here is going to be an addict because their partners are, but it's the awareness, the inner awareness, the subconscious mm -hmm. awareness of what one might do around that time leading up to it as well. Um, mm -hmm. it, it could drop in where you go into defense mode or, you know, mm -hmm. there's so many individual ways we can react around a death and celebration. Yeah. Um, so just that awareness of how am I, in this moment myself what do i need for myself my self-care my self-love do i need yeah. support around me so it's, yeah. it's uh, while i was thinking it was a little sort of bit yeah okay we're going to do a, a chat on celebration blues and, and then the last few mm. days i've been thinking going this is a huge topic yeah <laughs> it is actually bigger than probably i realized it, underneath it is yeah, and it's it's really beautiful that while I was listening to you talking, I thought, you know what, you know, the anniversary and this, and I thought um, when, when you mentioned maybe taking kids out of school, it instantly took me to the conversation we had just the other day. We were driving home from Rob's brother and uh, and we were talking, you know, that Rob would have turned 50 this year. So, right. you know, he never had the chance to celebrate his big birthday and I had mine last year. So we always had this joke every year because it was half a year older than Rob. He would always go like, ooh, how does it feel being, you know, whatever. And I could so hear him like, ooh, another decade. How does it feel being 50, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and we always had this little joke around it every year. And um, and this year, I like not this year, sorry, this, this new life year for me, turning 50, was really, really intense um, because when I sat with it and really 
did the inner work and I just tuned in what that was, why I was, I, I was never bothered by age. I was always very lucky to not really look my age. So, you know, I, I felt, why is it so big, the 50, you know, why, why does it bother me so much? And then all of a sudden I had it. It's because I was entering a decade that neither my dad nor my, my husband ever made it to. And that was huge for me. That was really huge for me. And um, I have now learned to say I'm 50. I don't even have to breathe in anymore before I say it. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with it. I've, I've embraced it, but it took a lot of work. Like at first I was joking about it, but then the closer I got, the more I realized it's actually not just a joke. I really feel this, oh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to cross that line. I don't want to cross that line. So when Rob's birthday um, was coming up and it's uh, on the 15th of February, it was born oh. an hour after Valentine's, we um, decided that we wanted to do something to honour him. And uh, to we, we all said, like I'm saying all as in Flynn and Jed and I, we're like, we want to spend time with Rob's family. So um, I said, how do you feel about if I leave you home from school? I know you'd really hate that, but, you know, I'd hope. <laughs> of course I love it and uh yeah so I, I don't really know exactly what we're going to do but I know that we want to spend time with his family and uh I want to have the boys out of school because it is a celebration it really is and I know it's um sad that he's not with us but I don't want to make it about sadness I want to make it about honoring him and I've always done that every time when there's an anniversary coming up I make it about honoring him and when you said uh, the self-care you know this is a really big thing I have this thing and I'd really love to hear your opinion on this Adrian because I have been uh, working through that myself and also with my clients in that order that I said I want to make the actual day of the anniversary about the person to honor that person to do something to remember to talk about the beautiful memories to make it a beautiful day of celebration that is always my aim and then the next day has to be a day of self-love and self-care because the next day is often the one day that people don't prepare for they're so prepared um, for that day that the next day the big collapse happens because mm. they've got nothing prepared they weren't prepared for that and it's like oh the anniversary is actually not too bad and you know I did all right and then the next day crashed and I saw that over and over and over again to the point where I now say to my clients, uh, please prepare for the day after. Make yeah. sure that you book in a massage or a coffee with a friend or just be prepared for it. I'm not wanting to be negative. I'm not saying, oh, it will be bad the next day. No, but just be prepared. Just have something, you know, how, how do you address this? What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, um, always is, is that three stage, you know, the preparation stage, mm. uh, you know, pre, whether it's a week or a month, and then the day. Mm. So mm. often in the preparation time, it's about everybody, you know, it's, it's the we, you know, like them, us, yeah. we, family. Yeah. And then on the, on the day, it's about them, the one the one person. Mm. And then the day after, it's about it's about me, about, you know, ourselves, the one that's yeah. been So you can sort of, you know, have those three stages of, Effective mm. everybody and then just prepare you me him or her and then yeah and then, so that's probably a little good mindset but it's so mm -hmm. so so important and it's about preparing for it again like making sure that you have something booked in because if you wake yeah. up you know post the celebration day mm -hmm. and you wake up and you haven't got something booked in the likelihood is nothing may 
not happen mm. because there's nothing to go to because it's not booked yet it's not organized yet so yeah. this is why the organization and the bookings are essential because it'll mm. be so easy to stay under the doona you know and maybe yeah. not even realize why you're sort of in in, in a flat mode if that's, if that's yeah so in it's all about mode. Yeah, preparation get things yeah. in you know have the friends come around for a coffee or mm. get a massage booked or go for a walk or book yeah. yourself for a bus tour or whatever it is you need to do um yeah think well ahead of time yeah and, and i suggest think ahead of time because you're probably more emotionally clear one week out than you are as it gets closer and closer the emotions will yeah. rise and then as yeah. you know, probably your test it's not always easy to think when the emotions mm. are running it's um so yeah. it's about timing it really is and probably for fresh yeah. people who have you know their partners just passed in the last few you know weeks or months or even yeah. months it's probably you know i don't think it ever gets easier but in some way it does because you get used to the routine you get used to the rhythm mm. get used to the celebration but when it's yeah. the first birthday the first christmas the first wedding anniversary yeah it can be the real tough ones you know yeah the first, because there's, there's no test, there's no water that you've tested before. You know, there, yeah. there's you, you can um, look and say, well, last year I did this and the year before I did that and I'm going to change it. When yeah. it's fresh and new, it's, you know, you're probably going to need some support, family support, professional support um, to help you through that space. And that's essential as well. You know, uh, absolutely. And, and this is this is another really, really big topic and it, it may even ask for another whole um, discussion yeah. about that but i'm just going to bring it in here anyway because it's this whole asking for support you know it sounds so much easier than done and it is really the one thing that a lot of people struggle the reaching out and asking for support and yeah that, that that's a really really big one to allow that in have, have you got any tips on that how to make that easier for people how to look, build that bridge to reach out and ask yeah look um look I've, I've just been through something quite recently with my wife she's just had a couple of major operations in the last um, mm. four months and uh, a good friend of hers um, came forward and she approached yeah. Charlie and said um, I know you're going to be out of work for the next four months because you have you know two major server surgeries and it's going to be like a six-month process so her friend mm. said I know you're probably not going to enjoy it because I know you don't like you know receiving you give a lot but receiving is a challenge mm. So she set up a crowdfunding um, for my wife. And at first, mm -hmm. my wife really quite struggled with the idea of receiving that external help. Um, yeah. Because she's, you know, quite a strong, powerful, independent woman, yeah. of course. Reminds you know. me of some, some situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so allowing others to set things up for you is a really good thing. Mm. You know, in our case, our friend Susan set the crowdfunding up. And there was yeah. a more of a sense of allowing it because somebody else did it. Um, mm. So if there's people around you offering to do something, yeah, to do take it for a breath, you. take a breath and just say yes, please. Just yeah. say yes, please. I know that's not easy. It's you know because the emotions come up and lots of them mm. you know, different stories yeah. around it. But if you can just find that moment in that moment mm. to be grateful and receive, yeah, um, there are a lot of people out there who will offer support. Just got to just got to accept it. You know yeah and that just got to accept it it really is so much easier said than done and yeah. when you said the crowdfunding it brought something up for me that i want to add here to your story yeah. because there is the other side that is so important and i feel that might help people as well to open up for help because when rob passed i had i, I can't remember it was four or five different friends that weren't even like in the same circle 
um, reach out to me and said, Marie, can we start a GoFundMe page for you? Can we start a GoFundMe page? And I kept saying, no, please don't. I just, I was like pushing away, pushing away, pushing away, saying no, 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 the entire time. And I was like, because I, in my mindset, I was like, okay, I knew we had the life insurance. I knew that we'd be financially looked after. Rob and I had made sure that if something was to happen to either of us, we went through this, you know, how much do we need to pay off the house? How much do we need to pay off the schools or the boys? We need a bit of time, you know, where we can just be and heal. We had those thoughts, which is really bizarre because, you know, no, none of us ever thought that that would happen. And but that's exactly what we prepare for, you know, for the one day that you don't ever think would come. So anyway, I, in my mind, I was like, no, we looked after, I don't need this. And I was also in this mindset, I thought there are many of my friends that are financially worse off and I didn't want to be a burden. It, it's that thought. I don't want to be a burden that a lot of people deal with. And then eventually a really close friend took me aside and she said, Marie, please allow us to do this for you because there will be a period of time where you will be without cash flow. And all of a sudden, reality hit me. I was like, what? Without cash flow? What do you mean? And how? And why? I had no idea. I couldn't think straight. Mm. I had no idea at that stage that, breathe in, please, it would take 19 months before our life insurance was paid out. 19 months. So it's not the norm, but it is unfortunately quite common that it takes longer but this was very long. So just be prepared that you want, even if you do have a life insurance, you won't have access to it instantly. You know, there might be a waiting time. Some people get it straight away, others not. 19 months, I was not prepared for that. So when she said that to me, I said, okay, that's fine. You know, just to pay the ongoing bills because most people don't have a huge amount of money on their day-to-day -day account and everything else was frozen instantly. When Rob passed, I had no access. I ha I can't remember, maybe five, $6,000 on, on this bank account, if, if even, I don't know anymore. But there was probably around five, $6,000 there. And we all know how fast that goes when you've got bills to pay and when life goes on, life always goes on around you. So I said yes to the GoFundMe page, which really helped. So I know I said it before, but I'm going to say it again for anybody watching this. Thank you for contributing. And this is why I'm sharing this story because what you feel when you are on the other side, and luckily I had many opportunities being on the other side to give back yes. where I was then supporting. It is so beautiful what you feel when you know that you're 50 bucks, 10 bucks, 500 bucks, whatever you can spare, can make such a difference when there's 50, 100 people doing the exact same thing. It can make such a difference to the person and that makes you feel so good. Yeah. So please think about the other people as well. The other people around you who feel so helpless, yeah. don't know what to do, how to help you, and they are dealing with their own grief. And that's the one thing you don't think about when you're in the situation is you're so drowned in your own grief that you don't think about how it affects other people and how good it makes them feel and there's one little thing they can do for you. So that to me was a huge shift in perspective to realise that I'm actually doing other people a favour when they can help because it helps them in their healing. It does. It helps it's them. It's really quite really does. tremendous, you yeah. know, such a little thing. And 
you don't want to be a burden, but yeah. think about how you would feel if you're on the other side. Yeah. How good would it make you feel if you could help? You know, so just I just needed to bring that in there because it makes such a big difference. Um, Adrian, I wanted to ask you something else because I really sure. want your your expert opinion on this one. I have noticed a lot when I look into other grief groups. I often go into other grief groups to to do a bit of research and also to spread some love in there because mostly um, there are a lot of people drowning in their grief and I make a big point about loving life after loss showing help and love and solutions and tools and support most of all you know so when I look around people drowning in grief I often notice um, that when an anniversary is coming up that there is some part of your brain or subconscious going like oh time to be sad again yeah. even if you have done all the healing even what you shared with your uh patient with your client um that he relapsed every year around that anniversary and i noticed that a lot as well when i work with clients or when i'm with in, in other groups doing that research <laughs> i just said that in this huge black butterfly queen flying past oh. the office it's just doing circles out there i love it <laughs> So what what can you share about this phenomenon uh, that people instantly go into the anniversaries coming up? I need to go down in my emotions. I need to be sad. I need to, you know, there's also allowing and now I can grieve again yeah. rather than nurturing that part of, wow, I've come so far. I've healed so much. Can you share a little bit about that from your opinion? Yeah, I can look. Look, one of them, and it's a, it's a very touchy uh, topic. Is it's other people's opinions and the social construct that we have, particularly in our Western world, where it's expected that one will go and mm -hmm. grieve because one's friend or partner yeah. or family yeah. member has passed away, because it's become the norm in in our, mm -hmm. in our society to do that. So it's almost like if if I don't do that, I'm going to be ostracized or looked at or um, you know. Yeah, uh, treated judged. in a different way, are judged mm -hmm. around that space. So a lot of it is about, you know, go, going with what the expectation is of the community or the family or, or society. So so one really has to look at that of you know what what's your your family expectation, what's your friends' expectation, what's the community expectation, what's the social expectation globally or in mm -hmm. your in your in your country the way you live, and really analyzing and looking and saying. Do I follow that? And am I comfortable following that? And if not, yeah. where can I find the support around me not to go into that space? Because I know, you know, in my heart, I don't want to go there. Mm. I'd rather go out and, you know, dress up in bright colors and, you know, mm. have the and celebrate um, that moment yes. rather than, you know, wear my dark clothes and, and sit in a corner yeah. shopping and crying, which could be the expectation. Yeah. So Absolutely. it's getting really, and I think this is where the, this is where you can really get close to somebody, a friend or, or professional to say, you know, can you help me through this little journey of the next mm. days or weeks? Because yeah. in the past, what I've done, I've, I've gone into that grief. I haven't felt good about it. Um, I know mm. in my heart is not what I wanted to do, but the expectations were there from my, you know, my family members. And it's a little bit like yeah. a funeral, you know, like the expectation of how a funeral should be in the Western yes. world rather than mm -hmm. the celebration of life. You know, I've, yeah. I've been to both. I've been to, you know, quite. Yeah. Funeral dressing black and everybody crying. Yeah, yeah. I've been to celebrations of life yeah. for people who have passed friends and family, and and the the yeah. contrast is huge, you know. Yeah. So I think the same could be said about the um, 
celebration or the memory of those of past is how do you truly want to celebrate? And coming back to the question, how would they like you to celebrate? Yeah. And I think yeah, if, absolutely. You know, if, if you're spiritually in touch with, you know, not, not everybody's into such a probably spiritual space as you and I, um, and which mm -hmm. is okay, it's not a judgment, but can you step into connecting mm -hmm. on an energetic level and asking mm -hmm. seriously, what would you like me to do today? How would you like me to celebrate this week? In I'm going to do that with Rob. Yeah. See, him, thank yeah. you for saying that. It's it's some sometimes the, the things that are so clear and so close. Yeah. Sometimes they really need to be held in your face. So I really want to thank you for that because yeah. I'm like, yeah, I haven't done that for Rob's fiftieth, and I'm going to do that. Yeah. I wonder yeah. what he would like. You know, because you you know him better than anybody else. It's like, how would he yeah. love to celebrate now? You know. <laughs> I instantly got the answer just talking about it. Isn't that funny? Well, it's like yeah. have a barbecue. Yeah. Like, okay, of course, barbecue. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, and then while well, you're barbecuing, of course, <laughs> you know, because the more the more we do that our partners wanted, the more present they're going to be on the day. Mm. That's the truth, you know, because they're going to yeah. be, you know, you're, you're going to be in that energy field of that barbecue. Of course, the thoughts of Rob are going to be there. So his yeah. presence is going to be there with you even stronger, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Know? But if, if you I'm suddenly gonna call his off, mom straight after this conversation, I'm like, yeah, I need to repair yeah. that. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> See, I thought I need to go within and sit with it after this. And I'm like, it instantly came as soon as I said it. I'm like, oh, oh of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So look, there, there's a good case in point, isn't it? You've just done that in a matter of, you know, two minutes of Second. conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anybody listening in, watching in, please follow, follow, follow what Marie's just done. Just take mm -hmm. that moment. If it doesn't come in a moment, yeah. contact the house get some time, have a conversation with somebody to find yeah. out what that celebration needs to be. And each celebration yeah. can be different, Christmas, birthdays, mm. anniversaries. Um, but it's, and this is why I think the preparation time, now you've got, you know, two weeks to prepare for that. Mm. So um, so you've got plenty of time. You can talk to the children, talk to your family, talk to friends, yeah. you know, do the invitation list. So you've yeah. been doing it the day before and rushing and panicking. And you know, it's like, oh, I know weeks now to organize no you're talking to the alessi family there's yeah. always food that you know, yeah, just, doesn't need a lot it's like even if you just come by quickly there's you know dinner for three nights oh, and yeah. it's just, oh my god oh <laughs> uh, yeah that's what i love about the family they always talk about food and you know oh, being yeah. half italian half mauritian background uh rob's whole life was about food and talking about food and cooking food and sharing recipes so yeah, yeah. that's a perfect way <laughs> um to celebrate that yeah so yeah, I so I think that. that's, that's really important is to hold that space and say, you know, what what does my um, you know partner, friend, um, whoever it is that you're celebrating, yeah. what would they like? I think that's one of the ultimate questions to ask, and and one um and look, I'm I'm a great believer in writing things down. You know, I've always got a pen mm. and paper just to mm -hmm. to work through that. So it's simple. Pick a up, right here. Pick up a pencil, <laughs> you know, pen, and just yeah. say, you know. What do I need to do to prepare for the next week or two? Yeah. Who, who, what, why, where, when, and how? You know, it's a pretty yeah. simple process. And then start. Yeah. And I think then it's, you know, slightly more at ease to move through the process. Um, mm -hmm. And then on the day, of course, you know, as you say, not everything goes to plan. Uh, so being okay with that as yeah. well. And maybe that's just a mm -hmm. cosmic joke from your partner if they were a bit of a joker that they're going to. <laughs> yes that would be rob as well yeah, 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 yeah. i can't find <laughs> oh, can i share something quickly with you 
this, yeah, this sure. is really quite yeah. funny and it's, it's such a beautiful thing that happened last week I was sitting with his mom we hadn't seen her for a couple of weeks because you know there was Christmas where we obviously saw her we saw her after Christmas as well and then we went away on a holiday and um, so I hadn't seen her for about three weeks and we we came to see her and we're sitting there and we're having this beautiful conversation just her and I after dinner the boys went off you know doing something playing whatever and we're sitting there because now that Rob's dad has passed, you know, we're having this conversation, you know, with her husband over there and my husband over there. And uh, and she said, you know, um, Otavia will be so happy to be reunited with Rob. And I said, yeah, I can only imagine, you know, they're probably having parties and fun up there, and, you know. And then she said, do you think they're together? And I'm like, of course, mom, how can you even question that? I'm absolutely certain that they are together. And the words were spoken and the doorbell rang. And she goes to the door and guess what? There was nobody there. And she walks away and the doorbell rings again. And she walks out again and there's nobody there. And the first time you could think, oh, maybe one of the neighbor's kids would ring the bell and ha ha, you know. But the second time she was already at the door, she would have seen somebody run away or there was yeah. nobody there. And then she came back and was like, that is odd. There's nobody there. And I'm like, do you get the message? And she said, what do you mean? I said, you just asked me, do you think they're together? And then the doorbell rings twice <laughs> with nobody there. I mean, hello, you can't get any clearer than that. This is so yeah. typical prankster joke, you know, dad yeah. and Rob, of course they're together, you know, like if you need any more signs, they even rang the doorbell twice. And I just thought, oh, this is so bizarre, you know, we're sitting yeah. there and uh, yeah, you won't that's believe so it if you weren't there, you know, it's just, I love that when it happens. So beautiful. Yeah. 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 Uh, and and Marie, that's the celebration, is it, where you can, on the day of memory mm. of celebration, it's where you can tell the stories, where people can, if they yeah. need to read story, if they need to laugh story, it doesn't matter how they share the story, but the importance yeah. of creating a space for people to release whatever they're carrying, yeah. whether it's after grief, um, sadness, yeah. anger. Um, so you, you, when you do the celebrations each year or whenever you do them, mm. it's like you, you're building a new container Mm -hmm. for the family for the community to come yeah. and once again celebrate but also maybe do their grievance do their storytelling whatever it is uh, and for mm -hmm. you to be able to help that space and it's so yeah. important so so yeah. simple particularly for children as well you know to, to celebrate yeah. so so important um, and then yeah. you know, touching back on what you said Marie and I think it's a really important point that we um, can discuss is the day afterwards the post day you know Really, in you know, in all sincerity, please find the support for that day. Please plan something for that day, uh, because mm -hmm. that, you know, that can be a big drop energy day. Um, it's where yeah. the grief can really drop in, particularly if things yeah. didn't go as planned mm -hmm. on the day. There might be some guilt, some shame, some um, sadness around that. Um, you know, yeah. unless you can laugh it off because it might have been a prank. Um, you know, mm -hmm. but, but I think that's really important because one never knows what the day after is going to bring. Yeah never knows you know just the phone call at the wrong time or the conversation at the yeah. wrong time. Um, and honor that sadness too you know it's okay and it's okay yeah. to cry about it it's okay yeah. to uh, and when you just said that phone call the next day i want anybody who's listening to this right now who might not be affected by anything like that or might not be in that time of anniversary right now but you know of somebody who's got an anniversary coming up or just had one make that phone call reach out to them and ask them how they are. And if they're like, yeah, yeah I'm good. It's like, how are you really? That's a really powerful question. How are you really? It gives you that permission to actually speak. 
because you know especially here in Australia it's like are you going yeah yeah good yeah good and you it's not even a real question anymore it's just a greeting you know so by actually saying how are you really you open that door to a a really heartfelt conversation and um, if you if you are in a situation where you know somebody please do reach out and often we have this thought oh you know I haven't thought of or haven't talked to xyz for a while when that thought comes act on it don't just push it aside act on it in the moment because that's often I, I very much believe in these spiritual connections when you feel it there is a need just reach out yeah yeah, uh, yeah. and just to add to that Marie just in terms of because a lot of people have you know the beliefs and, and it's sort of what we've set up in the society is that everybody's busy and nobody's got time so oftentimes yeah. what I, I share with people if you're going to make that phone call let the person know that you're calling you know I'm here and there's no mm. rush to leave mm. it's just a love because it's like oh yeah I know, they've only probably they've only probably got three minutes because they're busy they got kids or they yeah. got a that's what happens in our head if we yeah. can if we can reassure people when we first make that phone call hey look i'm yeah. here for you if you need to chat that's fine and you know what i do have the time i've got yeah. half or one hour whatever time you have let them know it's good to pre-frame that even because sometimes yeah. you ring and you you think you've got all the time in the world but all the time in the world might be you've got a meeting in, a, in an hour yeah. not thinking you've opened a can of worms and that conversation could go for one and a half so yeah. I like to, in particular with friends where I know they like to talk, I like to yeah. pre-frame and I go like, I just had 10 minutes, I really wanted to call you. Or, yeah. hey, I've got an hour. I just thought I'd see how you are, you know? So really just pre-frame what time you have because you're, you're right. A lot of people, we, we do live in this, you know, I'm so busy, I'm so busy sort of world where it's quite nice to pre-frame that and tell people. Um, yeah. I, I want to do a quick wrap up in really um highlighting the most important points of what we shared here today and uh and please if there's anything that i got wrong or that you want to add please do mm-hmm. uh, so then the first part sort of of our conversation was the three-step process of prepare yeah. then make the anniversary so prepare for the anniversary and make the anniversary about honoring the person yeah. and then make it about you self-love self-nurturing the day after that that is sort of the the first package and then when i ask you adrian what do you think about this a lot of people think oh the anniversary comes up i have to be sad mm-hmm. i love your answer and i want to highlight that again because i feel that we, we got sidetracked way too quickly into the next uh, conversation i really love what you said the make a conscious choice whether the spiritual belief or the belief doesn't even have to be spiritual mm-hmm. the belief system that you follow at the moment in how you're supposed to grieve yeah. actually suits you or not or whether you just got into this you know well that's how society does it and that's how society expects it's from me my husband passed i need to be sad my husband passed my life's over my husband passed i need to fall apart um, i chose very early into my journey like most of you know to not fall into that trap of widowhood that my life is over now, but to step up, own it, and create happiness for the boys and I, because that's what Rob and I had discussed. That's what we wanted uh, for whoever goes first. We never thought it would happen that early, but that's what we wanted. So this became my North Star. And I'm saying that to you, because if you have this conversation or not, it is your decision right now, right here. No matter how long it's been that you lost someone, you can decide right now, right here, how you want your journey to look like going forward. Yeah. And please 
if you need help with that, you can reach out to either of us. You know, Adrian and I are both on standby. We're both very, very happy uh, to talk to you about the hows and the ifs and the whens and all the all the thoughts that you might have that you want help sorting through with or finding a direction. And I need to throw this in here. Our retreat is coming up in April. So please, you know, applications are open. Uh, these are three and a half days of very deep, very intense, very spiritual immersion where we connect and heal together. And I'd really love for you to reach out to me. Um, and we can talk about that. Adrian, before we go, is there anything, any last little touches that you would like to add or any highlights that you want to put on any of any part of the conversation that we listed out for you or you really want to? Yeah, probably, probably the biggest thing that's come to me from this conversation is trust your intuition. Mm. Totally trust your intuition, you know, really, really. And trust the guidance from the person's yeah. past. You know, tune mm. in, you know, because I said you're never alone, you know, as you know, physically, yes, but not spiritually, not not yeah. alone partner yeah. the friend the, you know the past one yeah they're always with us the, the only reason we're not usually tapped into them is because we've we've turned the tap off we've turned the connection off you know yeah you know? and uh, it's about reopening that connection trusting <sighs> it, trusting your intuition trusting your heart trusting your intellect you know and and just going with that um because at the end of the day this nobody else, nobody else knows except you you know um yeah follow that so that's yeah. that's what I'll probably end on is trust your intuition you know? yeah I couldn't love this anymore that you said that at the very end of our conversation because um, I haven't shared it with you yet, Adrian, but I'm going to just do it live on camera or right now. I have actually chosen the topic for our next conversation already and you just named it and I'm like so perfect because this is the nice segue into our next conversation yeah. uh, because I'd really love to address that topic, loneliness. So many people struggle with that. And stay tuned. We will talk about that in our next Ask the Expert series, which is every first Thursday of the month. And for you lovely people in the States or Canada, it is the Wednesday before. So I'm sending you so much love. Adrian, same to you. Thank you so much for being there and sharing pleasure, your space pleasure, with me. Pleasure and to be here. You're a beautiful sharing place. your experience and your wisdom with us. Thank you. And everybody else, thank you for being here. Please feel free to share this, okay? Thank you. Okay. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed the show and you would like to find out more about Loving Life After Loss, please visit mariealessi.com. I shall see you next week. Bye.